Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to the newest week of the All Sports Podcast. I am your host Juan Rodriguez. People usually call me JR Jr. Good old JR. I apologize for not posting a podcast on Friday. Uh, Stuff has come up, but you know, everything's okay now. Everything's good. But if you did, click on the Facebook page, the Instagram page, and my Twitter page. When When you subscribe to this podcast, you would see I did put up my predictions for the championship games on Sunday. And true and fruition, I was right. Two for two. I finally did something right for everybody out there <laughs> saying that I am terrible at picks. So there you go. Two for two. I finally did it. But uh, we have a lot to cover today from the NBA to a, a game in the NHL. And then, of course, we're going to come back to the championship games on Sunday. So let's just get through this. And let's go through this journey together. So first off, we got the Lakers taking on the Cavaliers tonight. Lakers ended up winning 115-108. to LeBron going off for 46 points. And the Lakers are now a perfect 9-0 on the road. The best in the NBA. Uh, it's been two years since LeBron's played the Cavaliers. And he saved one of his best performances of the season Against his old team, 46 points. Uh, to only win by seven, though, it's kind of a, you know, it's still kind of disheartening for Laker fans out there to know that they can look good for three quarters, but then just stop playing defense in the fourth. It's just been, it, that's just Lakers basketball, so nothing new there. Next up, we got the 76ers taking on the Pistons. The Pistons win 119-104. DeLon Wright, 28 points. That is a career high for the new kid. So, kudos to the Detroit Pistons. I know last week was kind of tough, but they're starting off the new week on a high note. And for the 76ers, they've been falling a bit. Uh, being a East favorite, East lovable favorite to what's going on over there. But we'll see. Season's still young, so we'll go with that. Next up, we got the Raptors and Pacers. We got Malcolm Brodigan. Uh Pacers winning 129, Raptors 114, 36 points. That is a career high. And the Pacers just got the better of the Raptors today. There was no way around it. The Hornets taking on the Magic. Magic wins 117-108. Nikola Vukovic with 28 points. And the Hornets are still young, but they're getting better. They're going to get better. They just need a few more key pieces of drafts and maybe a superstar to join them. And who knows? The Hornets will probably be contenders next year. They look like on the up and up. The Heat took on the Nets today. The uh, Nets win 98-85. KD and James Harden, 20 points each for being very quiet through the first three quarters. Uh, They scored 20 each. Look, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for the Nets to have the team chemistry to get it down. Obviously, when you add three superstars, the first thing that you have to worry about is... Obviously, the play is there. It's not worry about can they play or not. The worry is can they play together. And I think within time, I think these three are going to start learning how to play together. I think somebody's going to have to realize some of their minutes, or not minutes, but some of their points, are they're going to have to diminish in order to be where they want to go, which is ultimately, I'm assuming, for making all these trades, an NBA Finals appearance, so... Uh, but good olds to the Nets today for beating the Heat. Uh, the Heat just looked off sync tonight. So 
Nuggets taking on the Mavericks. Nuggets win 117-113. Michael Porter Jr., 30 points. He's he's a he's a player that I'm always interested. I always hear his name, but I just never see the burst. It's like you want to put him you want to put him in the status of man, I think he's gonna break out, and then he just disappears for a few games, and then he comes back to this and I think if Michael Porter was a little bit more con- consistent, I think he would be an all-star any day. Next up, we got the Celtics taking on the Bulls. The Celtics win 119-103. Jalen Brown with 26. Jason Tatum with 24. Uh, the dynamic duo of the Celtics over propelled them to beat the Bulls today. They are trying to keep up with the Nets. It's just right now the nets are just in a bind right now where standings doesn't even matter once those three come together that's the team that you're not going to want to play but for the celtics they have to keep showing up and they have to keep proving that they're they can win consistently timberwolves warriors warriors demolish the wolves 13108 curry 30 steph curry 36 points to go with seven three pointers what can i say Curry just, the Warriors are the, that team this year that they know how to beat the the bad teams. They squeaked by a, a Lakers, you know, 19-point come-from-behind win last week, but that's about it. That's about their highlight of the year. Uh, they know how to beat the bad teams, but it's just the, the competitors down the stretch, I think that's when they're going to get them. And lastly, probably the game of the night. Thunder taking on the Trailblazers. Thunder win 125-122. to 122. The Thunder snap a three-game losing streak. And look, I get it. Portland probably feels cheated. They probably feel some calls didn't go their way tonight. But the Thunder just did it. everything they had to do to win. And the Trailblazers didn't. And that's just what it comes down to. So, Damian Lillard again. Another amazing game. It's just, I don't know how many more seasons he can go on. Playing for the Trailblazers is he knows he's great. He knows he's going to be regarded as one of the best scorers in NBA history if he keeps up at this pace. It's just no ring to show for it, and I'm pretty sure that's not going to sit well with him. So we'll see how it goes in the end. And lastly, before we move on to the championship game, we got some hockey tonight up in Canada. All just two Canadian teams going at it, and it was just two really bad hockey teams, and one just looked worse than the other. The Senators, Canucks, the Canucks win 7-1. I'm not going to take this with a grain salt. Ottawa is just terrible. The Canucks just got lucky. Sutter with the hat trick tonight, and ugh, just a terrible night for hockey. Uh, it's just Ottawa is just really bad. I don't know what Ottawa has to do. They try everything in their power. Almost every team in Canada tries to do everything they can. From the draft to free agency to bring glory days of Stanley Cup champions back to Canada. It's just not working out. I don't know what the deal is, but from bad drafts to bad free agent signings. But tonight was just one of those nights where the Canucks just got hot. They found their rhythm. And the Senators were just off their game tonight. So I'm not going to take it into, oh, maybe the Canucks can turn it around. Uh, They're still a pretty bad team, but the Senators are just as bad. So we'll see what happens here on out. But 
overall, uh, like I said, the championship games were amazing. They were fun. My predictions were right. So for you Packer fans, I'm sorry. You know, sorry that you had to come after me like that. Uh, you know, on Facebook and Instagram, you know, telling me that I don't know what I was talking about. I'm sorry that, you know, you guys had to go through pain. And for Buffalo Bills fans, I am not a hater. I just said what I said. You guys are a good team. It's just I couldn't see where the Bills can go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. So if the Bills had last year's defense, if the Buffalo Bills had their defense from last year, I think they had a better shot. But I think what killed it was, one, their defense wasn't as strong as this year than it was last year. They still made it to the SC Championship, but I think their defense could have improved. And two, Patrick Mahomes coming back into the game. I think had Patrick Mahomes not played, I would have given there might have been a slight chance, but the second Patrick was cleared to play, that was it. And for the Packers, another devastating year for for them to end it. They go back to the NFC Championship and they get they get romped. I know the score says 31-26, but by halftime it was 21 to 10. And the only reason they got those scores was because the Buccaneers did turnovers and the Buccaneers had a stronger off uh, defense to counterattack Tom Brady's mistakes. Uh, not to say that the Packers defense didn't either, but it's just the Buccaneers were just too much. And that's the thing. Let's talk about the Buccaneers Packers first. I chose the Bucks on Saturday before the games. Um to me, and this is just me in general. I don't know how the Packers were going to win this game. I looked at it from every angle, every aspect, and I thought to myself, no David Bakhtiari. They keep reshuffling the line. Their only true weapon on offense is Devontae Adams. And if he's quiet, if he has a quiet night, yeah, he had that little two-yard slant touchdown, which is cool. But the man had a quiet night. I mean... It was just ridiculous how Tampa play just did their thing. From the first drive to the last drive, you could just see the Buccaneers were just a clear, better team. And I know the Packers had a defense. But the thing is, when was it going to... How were the Packers defense going to counterattack with their counterpart to Tampa Bay? What I mean by that is, when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... You look at a team that has a very stacked depth on both sides of the ball. When you look at them defensively, Steve McClendon came back. Vita Vea came back. Devin White came back. Kevin Mintner came back. A lot of players on these defense are going to come back. And now here's a scary thing. They played with both of their safeties out, their starting safeties out. They're going to come back for Super Bowl weekend. I know that much. They're going to come back for Super Bowl weekend. So they're getting healthy at the right time. And if you're the Packers defense, you can do whatever you want. You put Kevin, and it was evident that Kevin King was not ready for that type of magnitude because they put Jari on Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown to begin the game. They targeted Kevin King, and right away Mike Evans overpowered him. Well, Jari went to Mike Evans. Next thing you know, Chris Godwin was getting the catches. Scotty Miller was getting catches. Leonard Fournette was running all over the place on them. They had a good they had that 20-yard touchdown run. 
and then Cameron Brait was getting open. Rob was getting his catches. And that's the thing. When you look at the Buccaneers, it's hard to imagine a team out there that can compete with them on both sides of the ball. The Packers were probably the closest competition they were going to have. And they blew them out twice. I know they had the Saints. I know they got swept by the Saints in the regular season. But it's just there was something about it where it just you knew eventually that the Saints was were not going to have enough to keep up with the Buccaneers. And that's the thing. If you're any team playing the Buccaneers, if you have a strong defense, well, you better make sure you can match up with their offense. If you have a strong offense, well, you better hope that the defense can slow them down. <laughs> it's just the Buccaneers were just too good. And the scary thing is, is they had to win three straight road games. They had to beat Washington. They had to beat New Orleans. They had to beat the Packers at Lambeau. This is a team that is deserving to go to the Super Bowl. I know a lot of people are going to stay out there. It's scripted. It's fake. They wanted... Tom Brady to go, and the Packers got screwed with penalties. Okay, this is my answer to you on that. Do not leave it up to the refs. I don't know what you're going to say. Well, how can we leave, not leave it up to the refs? Well, here's what you do. You don't kick a field goal on fourth down when you're down by that many. That's number one. Um, you don't go into halftime trailing 21 to 10. That's a good one. You don't fumble the ball. You don't leave it on the ground three times and then you lose it twice. If I'm the Packers, uh, it, is, it is disappointing. 13-3, you get home field advantage. You're the number one seed. You have to, all eyes are on you. If anybody wants to go to the Super Bowl, they have to go through Lambeau. All you had to do was win two. Tampa Bay had the hardest route. Win three straight road games. Now, granted, call it what you want. Each game was close. But that's how Tampa Bay is built. They have enough depth on both sides of the ball, offense and defensively, to keep up with any team in the NFL. So in the end, my takeaway from the Buccaneers-Packers was this. The Buccaneers just had too much depth for the Packers. And the Packers, yet again, waste another opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. This time, at their own home field advantage. The Buccaneers were just the better team yesterday. That's my takeaway on this. And now, let's head over to the Bills and the Chiefs. The Bills... Chiefs played the second championship game on Sunday. The Chiefs ended up winning 38-24. And look, the Bills took a commanding, commanding lead. And this is what I mentioned to people and on Facebook and everything. It's if you want any chance with the Chiefs, you have to keep up. You have to keep up offensively, and your defense has to show something. The Bills got off to a 9-0 lead. It should have been 10-0, but Tyler Bass missed that extra point. Yada, yada, yada. It's all in the wash now. You could just feel the air getting blown out of Buffalo. The second they started, they went up. They got that touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Pretty soon it was 21-12. And you can just feel that it was over. 
the second Josh Allen threw that red zone interception, you could just tell it was over. Now, I am surprised by how the Chiefs defense has been playing this year. Recently, this last month, it feels like it's that Super Bowl run again. They started off slow, and then by the end of the week, the defense was getting better. And every week at the during playoff times, the defense was just getting better and better and better. That I am not going to fall for it where they're ranked 16th. They're ranked in the middle. They're actually ranked better than they were last year. I'm not going to fall for the Kansas City Chiefs can't play defense. Oh, no. You, you could scratch that. Anybody thinking that the Chiefs can't play defense? Well, you haven't been watching football, my friend. So, and for the Bills, it's just what it was. The defense could not contain Kansas City's offense. And the Bills' offense could not go toe-to-toe with Kansas City's offense. The only team, the Chiefs, the only team in the NFL right now that can go toe-to-toe with Kansas City's offense is the Las Vegas Raiders. And they were, and they went 8-for-8. Eight eight. This just shows you how different, how different. Seasons go for every team. The Bills are a good team. They truly are. I expect them to have more success as the years go on. The only problem is, and this is going to be the crappy part, Patrick Mahomes is on the verge of doing something Hall of Fame quarterbacks do. The expectation now is Super Bowl bust every year for Kansas City. It truly is. Kansas City is going to be what the Patriots were. They're going to be that team where the expectation now is Super Bowl or bust every single year. And the Bills, as good as the team they have, it's... It's not working. It's not working. Defensively, if they fix that defense this offseason, and if the Bills and I'll put it to you like this, if the Bills had a defense, they were ranked better than the Chiefs, but if they had a better defense, I'm talking about Tampa Bay's defense, like top five, top ten, I think the Bills still would have had a little bit more of a chance. The second Patrick Mahomes came back, there was no way. I said, nah, that's it. Because Patrick Mahomes is a guaranteed win. That's how that's how valuable he is to Kansas City. He is a guaranteed win for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's how valuable Patrick Mahomes is. I get it. Josh Allen's a nice story. Stephon Diggs is a nice story. The Bills were a great story this year. They finally made it back to the AFC Championship game. After so many years, Bill fans wanted this. And they just came short. They just came short. There's no shame in that. If you're Buffalo, there's no shame in that. I just think everybody has to pump the brakes of saying, well, we, you know, the Bills either got cheated or... the Guys, the Bills are just a young team. They're a young team that are getting that is getting playoff experience. And that's going to be good, crucial. Listen, this is Patrick Mahomes' second trip to the Super Bowl. Back-to-back years. He's been to three straight AFC Championship games. It's just right now, Patrick Mahomes is the man. He is the man at quarterback right now. Kansas City 
is the team. They are the golden boy of the NFL. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in losing to Kansas City. There's really not. You know, Bills Mafia, you could be upset that you guys lost. But it just wasn't your night. There was not. If Chad Henney would have taken the starts, I probably would have given the Bills a little glimmer of hope. There's a little glimmer of hope because the problem is Andy Reid was still the head coach, but with Chad Henney, it's limited things you can do with Chad Henney than you could do with Patrick Mahomes. Now, the second Patrick Mahomes came in, and it didn't matter that he had the turf toe. It did not matter because here's the scary thing. If you just make him a pocket quarterback, he's going to sling it, and he's got the arm to do it, and he's going to beat you that way. Now let's say he gets healthy. Oh, now he gets, he's a little bit more mobile. Oh, man. Now that's even deadlier. But the fact is that Patrick Mahomes can either beat you with his legs or his arms. Just shows you that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be contending for Super Bowls for many years. Many, 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 many years. So there's no shame, Bill fans. There's no shame in losing to the Chiefs. It's just they were clearly the better team. They were the superior team of the AFC. And it happens. It truly happens. The Bills were a nice story. You guys came up. You guys had to do what you had to do. It's just, it wasn't going to be enough. Your offense could not keep up with Kansas City. And it was evident by losing by 14, by two touchdowns. And it was evident that your defense could not contain Patrick Mahomes on a turf toe injury. So, the only bad news for Kansas City in yesterday's game was they lost Eric Fisher to an Achilles heel injury that's going to sit him out for the Super Bowl. So now they're down a left tackle. So that's going to be the that's going to be a storyline. There's going to be so many storylines for the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl 55. We got the Chiefs representing the AFC, we got the Buccaneers representing the NFC. And I'm going to be honest with you, all pressure is on Tampa Bay. Why? The Kansas City Chiefs don't have to prove anything. They're the reigning champs. They ain't got nothing to prove. You would think the pressure would be on them, but no, it's on the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have Tom Brady. The Buccaneers have a top five defense. The Buccaneers have home field advantage because this year's Super Bowl is going to be played in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers have all the pressure to win this game. The Chiefs are down a left tackle. The defense is healthy. They got Tom Brady. They have home field advantage. All the pressure is on Tampa Bay for me, for my money. And there's going to be so many stories leading up to this. Who's going to win what? Who's going to win who? Who's going to play? Is is Antonio Brown going to come back? That's another storyline. Antonio Brown didn't play. Is he going to be ready in two weeks? Are the safeties going to come back? I think they are. And for the Chiefs, it's there's no pressure. You guys are the Super Bowl champs. Sure, you lost Eric Fisher. But they can make up for it. Andy Reid always puts his players in the best position to win. Steve Spagnuolo's, his defense is playing way better than what they're advertised. And this is going to be an incredible Super Bowl. I think this is going to be one of the best Super Bowls in many, many years. Many years. The 25-3, that was just a choke artist. That That's what it would be remembered for. Rams, Patriots, that was boring. Uh, 
last year's was a good game. And now the Buccaneers have something. Maybe they could be the team to stop Kansas City. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. And I cannot wait. From storylines to up to the week. So I can't wait to go every day up until this game to see how it goes. So up until then, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I know there's 24 hours in a day. And I am so happy that you at least give me 30 minutes of your day to hear my show. And I appreciate that. Also, uh, a couple things. Number one, uh, the draft sessions, their draft season is going to be right upon us. Um, so once the season's over, once free agency kind of calms down, I'm going to be doing my draft videos on YouTube. So if you guys would like to be a guest on your team's show, you know, talking about your teams and who you think they're going to draft, I'm all for it. Just send me a message. Another thing, Super Bowl week is next week. But I would really love to have guests every single day, Monday through Friday, from input, fan input. And then I would appreciate it if I could find two fans, one for the Buccaneers and one for the Chiefs to represent their teams. That'll be awesome. And, you know, I would just love to talk to people to get to get their insights on the Super Bowl matchup, see how it goes. And as always, I want to thank everybody that supports this show, likes the show, subscribe to this podcast, because the bigger we get, the more fun stuff we get to do. And as always, we have a new Instagram page or a new account on Instagram for this podcast. It is the All Sports Talk Podcast. It is on Instagram. Share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. All your sports you know, fans would love it. And you know, the bigger we get, guys, the more fun stuff we can do. And I am all for it. I know you guys want to do some fun stuff. You know, we could do f- stuff from contests to promotions to giveaways. You know, I'm all for that. And I love doing stuff like that. But we need to support each other. We really do. And the more we do that, the more fun stuff we get to do. And who knows? Maybe by this time next year, we're doing giveaways for stuff. You know, whether it's jerseys, memorabilia, whatever the case may be. But it's about you guys. Share with your family. Share with your friends. Whether it's this podcast, the Instagram account, the Facebook account, Twitter, everything. So, as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. We'll have more tomorrow. It's a new week. Hopefully everybody's safe out there, doing the right thing, having fun, and hyping themselves up because it is now the road to the Super Bowl. So have fun. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.